0: And now another cup of The London Fog. Welcome. We Hi. are back again. Yes,
1: we are. We've sp- returned. We thought about not because we're infamous infamous for not.
0: <laughs> well, this is our last pre-recorded episode. Before we come back from vacation. So we'll see how long it takes us when we actually get back,
1: right? (laughs) Hopefully not too long. Get over a little jet lag. We hope. We hope so. All right. (coughs) Get back on it. But definitely ready to talk about our topic today. We're back to musicians today.
0: Yes. I have the best musician of all time. Oh. That's right
1: good for you i don't i think mine is pretty iconic i feel pretty good about it
0: oh no i mine's not iconic well mine's iconic not for being a musician so that's why i feel like this will be funny all right i like it
1: (laughs) sorry um do we got any news anything special or exciting no, Are we just going to jump into yeah, this episode? Yeah, let's just
0: jump into it. We don't have a lot of time today for you guys. Yeah,
1: I so. am actually off to get some things done before my trip. So, and seeing that you leave in what, two days? Yes. Yes, we so got to get cracking. things
0: to do. Okay.
1: So, we're talking musicians. Oh, guys, this is the London Fog. I'm Kate.
0: And I'm Leah.
1: Yay, we're back if you didn't know. So, yes. We talk Britishy things, and today Leah's gonna go first. We're just discovering new people. Okay, so. Things that we love. The
0: musician that I'm talking about today. Tell me. Is King Henry VIII.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've sung some of his sonnets.
0: I really, you have? Yeah. That's funny. So, yes. So, Henry VIII. So, back in the day, I don't think so much now, but. Back in the day, you know, if you were going to be, like, a good royal person, you had to learn music. Yep. So, actually, Henry VIII's family was all very musical. Um, You know, him, his parents, his siblings, his later wives. Um, Of them all, he was... I guess the most musical.
1: That he every, with every wife, he gave them another instrument.
0: That way, he could form his own band. Mind you, he was killing them left and right. So it didn't but you really know, work. <laughs> so he, um, as the future king, received like the best education with the best tutors, and Primo. so he was really good at like hunting, fencing, jousting, dancing. Writing poetry, apparently something that your tutor would teach you, but also singing and Uh learning to play a lot of musical instruments. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if we really know if he had a great singing voice. Maybe people just told him that because he... Because, I mean, you can be a great musician and have a horrible singing voice. But I feel like maybe people just told him that because he was the king. But anyway, so he... Um, had a lifelong love of music. He loved performing it and he also loved composing it. Yes. Um, in his life, so they, they, you know, we have some lists of his things that he owned. He had 78 flutes, 76 recorders, 10, which, okay, let's just be clear. Flutes and recorders, I personally think... Are the least useful instrument to have that many, right? I mean, I know recorders like go by, you know, like the range or whatever. So all you I do can need think of is lot. in
1: elementary school they gave you like that crappy one, the plastic one.
0: You learned oh, well, how to play I, okay. like cross
1: cross buns, and then at the end but, of well, class you'd have that to put it in the like, soap bucket to be tested. I feel it.
0: like that's a American thing. So <gasps> 1, my music teacher in Taiwan was British. And he loved the recorder and owned Mm. many, many recorders. And when you have, like, the big ones that do the deep sound, they actually sound pretty good. Quality
1: recorders,
0: (laughs) Um, not the plastic ones. But we're still going. Ten trombones, (laughs) 14 trumpets, five bagpipes, and a lot of other stuff. So, sweet. anyway, a lot of the finest musicians and composers were really attracted to um, coming to the uk at that or england at that time because they knew that henry was like so into music and was so willing to help like the musical community so at one point he had almost 100 musicians and composers like living near the palace taking shifts to provide him with constant music during his day um like from the moment he woke till the moment he went to bed appropriate instruments, which I don't know what he felt was appropriate for each time of day, would entertain him. So one place where he liked to be entertained was in the bedroom. Um, oh. So anytime time <laughs> he brought a lady into his bedchamber, he had to have a musician come. Oh. And like, I do don't it, Do it. it to the yeah. flute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the recorder? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, do, 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 so... Do, do, do. Let me, so anyway, so there's a lot. So yeah, he he actually composed a lot. He wrote a good deal of music, um, and things were very popular. Obviously, some stuff has lasted. If Kate's had to sing it, yeah,
1: it's <laughs> some true. Some
0: people for a long time, mind you, that's
1: grad school and getting a master's. There's just no kid on the street just being like, "Hmm, give me some of those King Henry the well, Eighth fancy now, tunes." There
0: was back then. I'm sure. <laughs> um, some people, for a long time, believed mm-hmm. that he wrote the folk song "Green Sleeves." I think that that's obviously not true, and <laughs> scholars have rejected it. But for a while, they thought yeah. that maybe he did. Uh, so, Henry, actually, as Kate mentioned, he and his wives really loved music. He and Catherine of Aragon had this favorite friar named Dionysus Memo. I don't know. Yeah, of course. That. I have he, a favorite part. He was the organist at St. Mark's in Venice. And Henry had him bring his organ to England. Which, <laughs> let's just say how expensive that must have been.
1: Yeah. Um, Mind you, organs were different. They're almost like a small bookshelf. Like, think nothing higher than, like, your hip high.
0: But it was still. But it was very heavy, very yeah.
1: expensive, and very tedious to definitely take apart.
0: Yes, and he, so when he came and brought his instrument, um, Henry was so delighted with this organist that he requested that the Pope release the friar from his, like, order that he was part of so that he could join, like, the king's chapel. So that's what he did. Um, Henry and Catherine's daughter Mary was so... Memorized, mesmerized by this organist, that her first recorded words were when she was two years old: "were priest music, music." Oh, <laughs> cute. Um, she was also um a great musician, and uh, um, anyway, sorry. I, this is no, just, no, no. I like, like it. Going a little off course. No, sorry. But, here. but she was also a great musician. Um, his son was apparently great at the lute. Um, the lute. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> right? There's a Malcolm so, son. So yeah, <laughs> so Henry like really...
0: But he had this one song which was called Pastime with Good Company. And this song was... He wrote... In 1509, shortly after his coronation, it was so popular that it became a national hit in England. People would sing it in the streets and in taverns. It sounds
1: like a Mumford
0: and Sons song. Yeah. (laughs) They would sing it in, yeah, sing it in the streets. It actually, like, became popular outside of England, like, into Europe. Queen Elizabeth I said it was her favorite song, um... So that's kind of.
1: Perfect. I mean, it's like.
0: But I'm going to play it for you. Yes, please. If I can. Let's see. just a little bit of that so that was like so popular that was
1: the justin timberlake of their day guys don't like knock people
0: it. seriously sang it in taverns yeah um yeah it was very catchy i mean people still sing it now yep so they're getting down anyway so that that's... maybe not
1: like justin timberlake but
0: <laughs> well yeah but back then I mean, but in okay, the day is justin timberlake's music gonna last for hundreds of years I guess we'll find out. We'll find out, but, but I mean, Henry VIII did. I'm still
1: listening to some Notorious B.I.G., so
0: that's still not been a hundred years. <laughs> not yet. He's gonna make um, it, Biggie. So anyway, so yeah, that is the musician Henry VIII. Henry VIII. Yeah.
1: Good one. Good one. I love how you. I. I it's perfect. I had this sneaking suspicion that once again you were gonna go old, because I did not. I went to present and now. I did the Spice Girls, (laughs) because I was trying to go for the most iconic thing I could think of that is the most relative to me, because Spice Girls, well, they formed in 1994, Mm -hmm. but and had their big hit in 96, which I remember being at the very beginnings, hmm, yeah, probably like second or third grade of elementary school and that is what you played at recess was you played Spice Girls and you got together with all your little girlfriends and you saw like the pictures of the Spice Girls and then you'd all pick one and then oh yeah (laughs) and then you'd play Spice Girls like playing mermaids in the pool I played Spice Girls with friends actually it was a rarity that I ever got invited to play Spice Girls damn it (laughs) (laughs) Not popular then, not popular now. Um, So yes, the Spice Girls, as y'all know, the group comprised of Melanie Brown, Melanie Chrissom, so they started just calling them Mel B or Melanie C or whatever, um, Emily Bunton, Jerry Hallowell, and Victoria Beckham. Together they made Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Baby Spice, Ginger Spice, and Posh Spice.
0: I only know Baby Spice and Posh Spice, like, that yeah. I could really know who was who.
1: Like, point them out and yeah. know the difference. Yeah, there were certain times that I always thought that all the other ones, all the other ones, at least both of the Melanie Scary Spice and Sporty Spice, to me, their their styles always seem to run almost at yeah. times very parallel. Yeah.
0: And also, why would you want to be called Scary Spice?
1: Well, we're going to find okay. out. Okay. Because that was my homework assignment, and I did this book report. <laughs> Um, uh, so the Spice Girls, as I had said, they formed in 1994. You're going to say, well, how did they form? Uh, a family management team of Bob and Chris Herbert of Heart Management decided that they needed to make a girl band to compete at the time you think early 90s. We're thinking NSYNC, we're thinking Streak Boys. And, uh, if we're in the UK, we're thinking, take that and East 17 you don't remember them guys go and give them a little little here they were the like british boy bands that we never got that much here in the states um because boy bands were doing so well they figured hey it's time that we make maybe some girl bands i think right and i think the u.s kind of tried they never really lasted the only one i can think of is like destiny's child which started out with like seven Um, of them Yeah, that's, that's early, that's like 80s, like trios I feel like did well, or duos like salt and Pepper in like the 80s, but I feel like early 90s girl bands, all I could, like I said, like all I could think of was like Destiny's well, Child. TLC
0: was like 1990s, but um, they, yeah. they formed in 1990, but I'm trying to think besides them. Yeah, I don't right? know. Yeah, because we had, like, Brittany and Christina.
1: Right, a lot of solo acts to kind yeah. of try and overthrow the boy boy bandness. but these two, Bob and Chris, decide, no, let's try for a girl band. So they just placed an advertisement in a magazine uh, saying, uh, the stage magazine, asking for singers to audition for an all-female pop band at a dance studio. So around 400 women showed up. And they uh, ended up taking them to dance. And after several weeks of deliberation, the group had uh, Victoria Adams. Because she's not married to David yet. Melanie Brown, Melanie Crissom, and uh, a girl named Michelle Stephenson. And after that, so they had the four... And then a few weeks later, they decided, no, this will be a better group with five. So they kind of went back through, had like a second smaller round of auditions. And that's where Jerry Hallowell came in.
0: Would you consider Dixie's chicks a girl? Not really, because they're like country, right?
1: Yeah. See, I'm thinking like to match the whole like Take That and Backstreet Boys and Instinct. they don't dance. They're not a pop group that like had to be kind of like this trifecta almost of like...
0: That's just the only other, like, girl group I could think of.
1: Of, like, each character had their own, like, well, just that. Each guy had to be the representative of, like, some kind of character. There was kind of the nerdy one, the cool one, the older one, the smoldering one, the kind of, you know, I don't know, geeky one, you know. The
0: smoldering.
1: (laughs) it, It feels like every group had that. So... They uh, ended up starting uh, to make some, like, songs together, and the management group decided that they all needed to live together in the same house and said, go and practice, and kind of were left to their own devices. So they'd come out every so often kind of with what they had um, pulled together uh, and perform a bit, but... Ultimately, it took quite some time to get something decent going. Uh, they were first trying to call their name "Sugar and Spice," mm-hmm. which I think is decent, but until they just decided to land on.
0: But yeah, because that sounds more like a um, like a duo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spice Girls ended up being their main name, uh, in. Uh, Just a few months in, Stephenson was fired from the group and replaced with Emma Button, who ends up becoming Baby Spice, uh, because she stunk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They just said it wasn't working with her. So they're making all of these songs. They think that they're getting better. It's only been uh, around three or four months, but they haven't really heard back from the management group. So they're living in this house saying, you know, we're going to become the next girl group. But no one has done anything about it. So they try to go in and say, hey, give us some work. And they're all, oh, yeah, 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 We're, we're working on it. So they decide, no, we're going to leave. And so they do. Yes. They take their... Girl power, because that was like their slogan. And they go and shop for other you know management.
0: If this had happened now, there would have been video cameras in the house and it would be a reality show. Right?
1: (laughs) I think they did make a reality show about wasn't that Fifth Harmony?
0: I don't know. I don't know who they are.
1: That just came into my head. I don't know how I knew that name. I don't really know they have a song. We'll find it later. Fifth Harmony. They have like one popular song.
0: But someone really famous came out of the. Oh, Camilla Cabello.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. She was in, Fifth she was in that. Yeah. So uh, they leave a year later from heart management due to the frustration that they're not doing anything and unwilling to hear their ideas or listen to their visions. So they go and find a new producer who puts them in contact with Simon Fuller, who is a big, big name in the music industry in the 90s, and gets them signed with Virgin Records and officially gets their name as Spice Girls because they also tried to just go by Spice, but Virgin Records already had a rapper named Spice. So... And by
0: adding that Girls, it just really changed things. Yeah.
1: So we all know the Spice Girls. July seventh, nineteen ninety six, they released their "Wannabe," uh, and that took that's the one. (laughs) And they took the world by storm. Uh, They ended up making a handful of songs. Really, to be honest, there wasn't tons and tons because they only ended up making three records. But they became huge, like, icons, and I think it's kind of funny, because still to this day, I think people still think of the Spice Girls as something quite British. They were a part of the revi- revival of British Mania.
0: Um, well, and they performed at the Olympics.
1: They performed at the Olympics and showed up each in their own little um, what are the little cars? Mini? Yeah, the Mini Coopers. And they were all, like, decorated, like, the way that they dress. So, we oh I lost my spot. I'm sorry. Just finding my spot. You guys are welcome. Um. So they come out with their albums. They also end up making a movie called Spice World.
0: Oh, that was such a good movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> iconic. Just like Britney Spears' Crossroads. Mmm. So good. <laughs> really changed me as a person. They uh, end up branding quite a bit of their fashion because, as I have mentioned, they have each taken a little bit of a character within their group. Uh, Jerry Halliwell ended up being kind of the leader. She was the one. She's oldest, and hence why people are all like, well, obviously. She was Ginger Spice. Uh, And she was the one that they would always say that Jerry was always just a bit more sexy. She's the one that made the Union Jack dress, Mm -hmm. like, real famous. Scary Spice was uh, the girl that would wear a little bit edgier clothing. They always said that Melanie B, Mel B, was always up in people's faces and always spoke her mind. And she had that very um, big Afro hair. Uh, Melanie Chrisom would only practice in, like, sports. Gear and in the early 90, 90s, that th- having your like three white lines down the pan of your leg for Adidas anything was like hot stuff, so <laughs> that's all she'd wear. Um, Victoria Adam, before she met David, she was the one that came from some money, so she was always kind of in a little edgier, slinky black dress, very think... Think of kind of like this sexy revenge dress that Diana wore after she first started coming out Mm -hmm. after they split. That was like her style. Definitely right in the same. The very spaghetti strap, maybe a choker. Uh, And then there was Emma Button, who was probably the most uh, petite, and she'd always wear like a pink romper. So they just decided that she was the baby. That must be annoying. (laughs) Yeah, right? I would kind of end up at the end of the day being like, thanks, guys. (laughs) So they were a part of the teen pop culture. They're great. And why, I guess I wanted to kind of bring them back up. What are they doing now? Well, Victoria Beckham is probably the one that everybody knows best. Yes, she got married to David Beckham. They have a slew of beautiful children. She has a fashion line now, and she gets invited to all of the royal everythings because... The boys love David. Yeah. And so she's invited by association. <gasps> uh,
0: well, no. Harry, when he was young, he used to hang out with all the Spice Girls. He had a right. big crush on oh, them. Oh, yeah. I mean, so he didn't have So it's not one. just David. I mean, now I think Harry and Will are friends with David. But right. back then, I, I can't remember. I feel like when Harry had his, like, 16th birthday or something, like, the Spice Girls showed up at something like that. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> um. But,
1: as for Melanie B., Emma Bunton, Melanie C., and Jerry Halliwell, what are they doing? Ladies and gentlemen, the Spice Girls have reunited for Spice World.
0: But can we just, like, pause before they reunited? (gasps) Remember how Melanie B. had a baby with Eddie Murphy? Yes. I'm sorry. I just need to bring that up because that was just, like, a weird thing. Like, I feel like you, like, she didn't did. hear about the Spice Girls for so long, and then, it like, they popped up because she had a baby with Eddie Murphy, and then, like, yep. they went back on. <laughs> she- also,
1: I feel like had some kind of major breakdown. I think she got kind of... I feel like there was some kind of scandal with, like, a spouse recently.
0: Well, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember, like, it was like, I just didn't hear anything about the Spice Girls. And then suddenly it was like, baby with Eddie Murphy. Right.
1: And I I think almost because of that, like, she's been in so many things. I know that she, like, hosts, like, The X Factor. And (laughs) so cute. Leah just showed me a picture of Prince (laughs) Harry. How old do you think he is? I think he was,
0: like, 14.
1: Maybe 14. Maybe. Holding the hand of victoria adams before she was married with the spice girls and his grin is huge uh yeah anyway melby she's been um like a mentor and a part of like hosting like the x factor and things in a lot of those reality shows but the other four spice girls minus victoria have reunited they have spice world tour going on now Uh, It starts... The first one is in Dublin, starting May uh, 24th. And they have, oh, about a dozen shows just between um, Ireland, Wales, and London.
0: Yeah, there was that rumor that they were reuniting and they were performing at Harry and Meghan's reception. That secret reception. Yeah. But I never heard anything about it after, so I'm guessing it didn't really happen. But maybe it did, because... Stuff from Will and Kate's secret reception didn't ever leak.
1: Right. So, yeah, so they are out. I think it's. It kind of bothers me that Victoria thinks she's so much better.
0: Well, I don't necessarily think that that is it. I think that, like, just in general, she's had more of a career after. Like, she has a fashion empire, so she's more busy. Like, she can't just drop... And she has way more kids than the rest of them.
1: I suppose.
0: So, and, I mean, her kids are still fairly young, you know? Mm-hmm. So,
1: sure. <laughs> All I know is they were an image of girl power. They brought in my childhood, and I yeah. just want to be a I guess part the fact of the Spice that Girls.
0: The fact that they're getting together yes! makes me feel like Victoria supports them, because, like based on contracts and stuff like they couldn't get together without her unless she gave me okay you
1: know yeah no I'm sure she was a part of the decision making
0: yeah okay I don't think that was nearly as good as Henry VIII's composition but um but it is
1: still it's living through time you never know hundreds of years down the road people might say if you want to be my lover you got to get with my friends that's true i mean i, I, believe I think that, that is I believe that. that is a testament i've
0: heard you say that many times <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want to get with me you got to get with my friends uh what's I the other I... laugh? make it last forever friendship never ends <laughs> it's true and with that testimony <laughs> yeah. make it last forever friendship
0: never ends take up the recorder
1: (laughs) (laughs) take up take up the flute guys all right we love you we're coming back from our vacations and you just stay tuned for another cup of the london fog
0: cheers cheers